All right, so just like last week, this episode is going to be a little bit on the sensitive side in terms of little ears listening. So if you have any of your kids around, you're in the car, they're maybe listening in or doing whatever you're doing around the house listening to it, uh, make sure they can't hear it because you may not want them to be exposed to some of these ideas right now. At some point, you'll have to talk about it with them, of course, but for now, I guess, yeah, maybe just turn down the volume or put in some headphones. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, last week we talked about uh, the problem of pornography. Mm-hmm. And really tried to lay out the the problems it presents for the individual, for the family, and for society at large. And I think some of the information, the data that we were able to dig up is pretty compelling in terms of just the science behind how problematic it is. Yeah. But also from a spiritual standpoint, it's very problematic. It causes all kinds of issues in marriage, with intimacy, with self-image, with your image of mm. each other, mm-hmm. your image of others just in your community. So today we're getting into the other side of that, which is getting out of the addiction, right? Mm-hmm. Journeying in the light out of the darkness. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to share a bit of our story. We're going to share some tangible steps to, to, to make that walk happen, mm-hmm. to make those steps out of there. Anyway, we thank you for joining us and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. Just to get this out of the way, I apologize. I'm a little stuffy at the moment. We've got spring happening. (laughs) Wind, cold, pollen. I definitely have a head cold or something. And Just I don't all know. the things. So my voice is a little bit more sultry. So if I inadvertently seduce Selena and we have to pause this, I, you know, I apologize, dear <laughs> listener. Oh, it happens. You're it very happens. confident of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Should I not Who's be? Who's to say I didn't seduce you? Didn't? Couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? I don't know. It just happens to you sometimes, It huh? just happens. Well, I put out the vibe all you, the time. You do. It's irresistible. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, we're going to have a good conversation today. Uh, Like we said in the intro, last week we talked about kind of the big problems of pornography and the the science behind it and how it's kind of more of a drug than we ever realized. We don't truly know the impact it's having and the long-term impact it will have on the younger generations. I think now's the time more than ever for us as believers to be vigilant in our own lives, in our own marriages, in the lives of our children. But also in the lives of our community, so people that we know and who know us. Yeah. And so this this episode is about how to journey in the light, mm-hmm. out of the darkness, alongside those God has placed in your life. Mm-hmm. So that could be you know talking to your spouse, breaching the the conversation of pornography and addiction. Yeah. But also in your in your community. So we'll get into all that. It's gonna be a fun. A fun, well, fun's probably not the right word. It'll be, <laughs> I think, a helpful talk. I think it'll be a helpful one, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a tough topic to talk about. It. I mean, I was writing the email to send out to everybody. And it's just, I don't like talking about porn. It's just, it just... I feel like you're kind of like highlighting it yeah. and drawing attention to it. But I think when yeah. you're, there, you know, there's a flip side. You don't want to ignore the problem, right? Right, right. So it's good to bring it to the surface, but in light and in the framework of the gospel and in in how God has taught us to love each other and how we are supposed Mm -hmm. to act and defining the things of God and what are not. So, um, 
anyways, we're just going to get started here. Thank you to all of our listeners and reviewers and raters. You have helped us so much. We do read those reviews because it helps It helps right. our hearts sometimes. Because sometimes our hearts are not always excited about... Not excited. I'm always excited. But then there's, you know, always one person sometimes. Just like anything, you, 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 and you highlight the criticisms, yes. right? You try not to. And you try not to. We try to have our identity but. in Christ. So anyway, the, the reviews do help <laughs> kind of others. I think that's really the heart behind it is it helps others discover this content. And yes. what we're finding is people that discover it are just, uh, they're very helped by it. Yeah. By God's grace. Yeah. He's using this, this platform to help others. So do rate and review and subscribe and yeah. share. Secondly, uh, we are on patreon.com mm-hmm. slash fierce marriage. That's how we fund this. Keep it ad free. If you feel like you want to lock arms with us at like five bucks a month, that would mean the world to us. There's also some bonuses. I think we, we started actually, we introduced three new tiers this last week where you can actually get fierce rings. You can get books and I, people who join aren't going to join for the, for the goodies, right? I think people no. who join are passionate about the mission, yes. but we do want to bless and give gifts. Yeah. So for your donation, of, <laughs> anyway, so patreon.com slash fierce marriage. You can find us there. There's links in the show notes as well. Finally, if you have any questions, fierce marriage.com slash podcast is where you can ask those. There's a link there. There's also a phone number where you can text or call in 971-333-1120. You are just practicing your radio voice, aren't well, I you? Got this, I got the extra bass going on today. Mm, you're so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> you're lucky. <laughs> so um, just a quick recap of last week. Uh, we talked about kind of the science behind uh, science and statistics behind pornography, mm-hmm. what pornography is. You know, it's a viper in the bedroom and we need to treat it like that and not just a fly at the picnic. It's not It's not some passing nuisance. Right. It is death. It is poison. Right. It, it, it will lead us to die yes. in certain ways yes. in our marriage. So we, we want it. We emphasize that. Yep. And we talked about the effects of porn um, on your marriage. Uh, you said, uh, you talked about, yeah, on your marriage and how, and our view of different other relationships too, like our desires can lead to involvement with, you know, prostitution, there's child pornography, mm-hmm. sex trafficking, and we're really lying to ourselves if we don't acknowledge that these things are yeah. very heavily tied together. Very much intertwined. Right. And, oh, and so, good. yeah. I don't know if we want to rehash that whole thing, but definitely go back. If you haven't heard that episode, yeah. definitely go back and listen to it either before or after you listen to this one, uh, because it will kind of, it, hopefully it stirs in you kind of a sense of, and it's a good kind of righteous anger toward right. this topic, not the, not the people involved because everybody, you know, but really the sin itself right. and what it represents. It's so. good to educate ourselves and to, I think again, when we understand the darkness, we can mm. really know the light, right, and really experience right. it and see it for in its fullest, um, and see Christ at work and how the Bible speaks directly to these things in the world that maybe we think they may not always be linked, right? Like we may not think yeah. the Bible has anything to say, which leads us into um, kind of the verses that we were the scriptures we were talking about, um, Colossians three five through ten. Um, which we're going to read. There's only two verses here that we're going to read because I feel like they really just put the framework around what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, Colossians 3, 5 through 10 is put to death. Therefore, whatever belongs to you, your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, mm-hmm. desires, evil thoughts, sorry, evil desires and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge mm. in the image of its creator. And so this is kind of the process, right? That, that, 
Paul's talking about, he's talking to the Colossians and saying, there's this active put off, like take off, put off and put on. So walk out of and come into. And so this is, pornography is really one of those areas that we can identify as darkness. And there is a journey and there is a path into the light. And when we talk about walking in the light, Mm -hmm. um, we're really referring to 1 John 1, 5 through 10. It's so funny, both verses are 5 through 10. Um, both passages of scripture. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. That's that's so good. So <laughs> I love that because it really highlights this idea of having fellowship with God. And now what it's talking about is it actually in Colossians, it's th- two chapters before what, what you read. Actually, no, it's in the same chapter, Colossians 3. It's, the, it's all about the preeminence of Christ yeah. and putting on the new self. And it starts with, if then you have been raised with mm-hmm. Christ, seek things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. And so this idea of having, and I think it's in Colossians 1, he talks about being in Christ mm-hmm. and what it means to be in Christ. And there's, the, you've heard me talk about it on this podcast, the doctrine of the union of, mm-hmm. with Christ. And so what that means to be in Christ is actually like we're covered. We're completely, we have union with him, but what Paul or what John is talking about here is having fellowship with God, which is a communion with God. So union cannot be broken. Communion can be interrupted Mm. by sin. Mm. And so if we're walking in the darkness and we trick ourselves, that's what John is talking about. Right. We say, oh, I'm good. I'm not really addicted to porn. I'm not really, it's not really that bad. It's not really affecting We're tricking ourselves and we are not walking in the light and we're not walking in fellowship with God or with others. And that's what John is calling people out of the darkness saying, walk in the light as he is in the, as Christ is in the light and purity and in holiness. You're in Christ, but you can also be sanctified in your character as you're molded into his image. Right. Right. So walk in that and you will have what? You will be cleansed from unrighteousness, sanctification here on earth, Mm -hmm. and you will have fellowship with each other. So there's this aspect of fellowship. We're writing on this in our in our latest yeah. book. So. I think you're writing on First John 5, and I've been writing on Colossians like all <laughs> week. Awesome. And yeah. so it's been fresh in my mind. But the interesting thing about the book of Colossians is that um, one of the major themes that they're talking about is how Christ is supreme because it's been questioned whether or not like right. he is he is a higher deity, right? It's like, well, it doesn't he just fit with all the other gods? He's just a good guy. Just the other ideas, which right. is not new to our day and age today. Right. Um, And he's talking about like the ways of Christ and not how they are a means of achieving, right? They're not this means of, you know, of gain, but it's saying when you put, when you take off the old self, you're walking out of this darkness, you're putting on the new self. And this is what the new self looks like because of Jesus. Mm -hmm. You used to walk in these ways, but now you're, you need to rid yourselves of these things. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, we can. And that is again, the sanctification and transformation that you're talking about. So. Ooh, I love it when you talk scripture. (laughs) All that to say, um, we are going to jump into, uh, we're going to outline just kind of maybe where you might be as in your marriage and kind of just touch on a few things there and some caveats. Um, and how and how do we walk away from porn and walk out of that darkness in our marriage? We'll share a bit of our personal story. Um, 
and what we can do um, to yeah. kind of when the repentance needs to happen, what that conversation looks like and how we can um, just walk through those hard and go about having hard those conversations. Roles. Right. Yeah. And then talking about a wife's role or a husband's role, the person who has been offended <coughs> that maybe didn't know um, that this was happening and what, how he or she can respond and then yeah. how the offender um, can respond as well. And then how our community can respond to us. And then yeah. as well, talking about what it, uh, the joy of a porn free marriage. Yeah. So I just wanted to lay that kind of framework, that path out for us. Um, we do have a lot to talk about and it's so good and where I'm excited to, to jump. And in. that's where we're at. I love seeing the vision of where we're going. And it's, and if you're in, like wherever you are, if you're in, in the muck of mm -hmm. this, and you are addicted or you're realizing that you're maybe it's more of a problem than, than you knew. Mm. Or if you're completely, you know, I don't know, maybe if you're just broken in it or wherever you're at, I just, we have to know where we're headed and we have to know the promises yeah. of God and that we can have, yeah. you can have a porn free marriage, yeah. a porn free life. Fierce husband listening to this. If you're, you know, feeling shame and regret around this area, know that you can have freedom. Mm -hmm. You can have freedom in Christ and you are forgiven in Christ and you can have freedom from this sin in Christ. So right. uh, that is where we're headed. And that's, I think, the most compelling part about this conversation. Right. And I love the theme of, of that. Like pornography is, is, is another, it's just darkness and sin, right, that we're dealing with. But God's path is always the call out. Like he is always encouraging us and he's always giving us mm the options he's giving us, he's empowering us through the Holy spirit. There are ways out. And so this is a constant theme that you see with the Christian life, right? The struggle with the sin and the darkness and our, our humanity mm -hmm. and our, our brokenness. So, um, we just kind of wanted to outline maybe three types of marriages that maybe you might fall into, or you might identify with to kind of paint a picture of just where we're coming from, because it helps. I think it helps you as a listener to understand, um, yeah, and just kind of say, yep, I feel like that's me. And yeah. okay, we're going to talk about that. So maybe you're a couple that you struggle with intimacy because you've been sexually abused in the past. Um, I wouldn't say that you couldn't um, take things from this episode, but I definitely, we definitely would say seek pastoral and professional care uh, for direction and right. guidance first and <clears throat> foremost. This so, podcast is not that. Yeah. Um, this but, is, there's a lot of different reasons why men and women look to pornography for satisfaction. Right, right. And oftentimes or, uh, there is a correlation between um, uh, sexual trauma, I'll say, mm. be it abuse or maybe a pa sexual past. There's a mm -hmm. correlation between that and having skewed views of sexuality, mm -hmm. human sexuality, and therefore your role in human sexuality. Mm. And so I, we have a, I mean, I've, I've talked to a husband who he, he was abused as a kid and never really dealt with it yeah. and ended up self-medicating with pornography and only recently realized that that was the case. Mm. And I can tell you that he has experienced victory. He's experiencing victory in that area, but it has not been easy. Mm -hmm. But so I think that's what we're trying to say is that right. there, if, if that's your past, be aware of it. Right. Know that, that God can walk you out of that right. and he can walk you through it. And it, it will always kind of, yeah, it's always going to be in your past, right? It's always going to be well, something it's a part of your story, but for God his can glory. redeem it for yeah. his glory. Yes. And so you just don't want to move forward with, oh, they said we have to read this book and we'll get healing. And if you don't deal with right. the underlying kind of right. um, hurt that's there, then the, the healing won't Right. Happen. Professional and pastoral care, we would always, yes. always point that out. Um, maybe you're just beginning this battle against porn in your marriage. You know, if, 
you just found out, I feel like there's a lot of people that are kind of shell shocked and they're just like, mm-hmm. what's happening? I don't even know where to start. Like I'm so mad at my spouse or, oh no, they found out and I did not, I don't know how to respond. Like is there just this shell shock moment? Maybe you're kind of just beginning this battle and you don't really know where to go. We are definitely going to be talking to you. Right. And maybe you are a couple that has battled it in the past and you've won, you're on the other side, but how can you continue to be vigilant yeah. in this area and how can you encourage others? Um, we're going to talk about kind of some tangible ways you can encourage um, people in your community and how you can have relationship with them and how you can speak into their into their uh, marriage if, if they've allowed you kind of in that space and how you can share mm. your journey and pray with friends and for friends. Yeah, that's good. And I do want to just address, I think the most common scenario mm-hmm. that a lot of our listeners are or feeling, mm-hmm. or at least the one that I get the most emails about, yeah. is what I would call the porn bomb. Right. Those are words that are hard to say without sounding really stuffy. <laughs> <laughs> but the porn bomb is basically, you know, a wife is just finding out, or a husband is just finding out that that their their wife or their husband, uh, you know, spouse, what I'm saying, their yeah. spouse, is has been dealing with this and it's been a part of their marriage and they didn't even realize it. Right. And they're years into it, a couple, maybe a couple years, maybe many years. Or there's a fourth, I think there's a fourth category as well where maybe you're, you know, it's an issue, but it hasn't been addressed. Hmm. Right. Where you, it's a lot of wives will say, I know my husband is just so, he, he seems so cold to me. Right. And so you and I were talking about this before Mm -hmm. we got on. What are these, what are the the identifiers? Yeah. The signs. It's when you go fishing. So we're on the Pacific coast. And when you go fishing for bottom fish, this is, you use a depth, a depth finder, a depth sounder, and mm-hmm. you look and you're able to find the different structures that bottom fish will be around. Then when you want to go find salmon, you have to actually look for the signs above the water. You have to look for seagulls that are looking for the herring because the herring is where the salmon's going to be. Mm-hmm. And so that we, a lot of times if you're out there fishing like 20 miles off the coast, you're doing that. You're looking for those signs above the water. So Sorry, long analogy to make this point is what are the signs that you're dealing with it? Maybe right. if your intimate your intimacy is is few and far between. Yeah. Or your husband or wife they seem cold few towards you. Few and far between meaning like maybe uh, once a month. One, yeah. Or every or couple once, weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Just to kind of get that frequency gauge. Yeah. Or um, you know, if your husband or wife has no sex drive, or if you're going to bed and they're staying up late. Or mm-hmm. there's a lot of travel happening and there's not connection happening or accountability that's right. overt about this area of pornography and fidelity in your mm-hmm. marriage. Um, those are all warning signs. Those yeah. are all things that need to be addressed if you're not openly talking about pornography already. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the couples that we've talked to, we had a, a recent couple that we knew who were there like the wife saying, oh, he's just been so cold to me. And, and you and I were talking in the mm-hmm. car and I was like, I don't know how else to say this, but I think he's probably just he has a porn addiction probably. And mm-hmm. it's, and it has, he's soothing himself with that. And he is, you know, right. that's affecting their marriage and she's sensing it. But a lot of wives are kind of in denial about that. In denial or thinking it's something else. I think right, that, right. you know, and I wish, I wish this would have the information like this. It probably was available, but it just wasn't in my circle of friends when we were married or our circle of community uh, and Christian people that we had in our lives. But um, when we first got married, kind of jumping into our story, uh, like I've obviously knew about pornography, but I was like, well, it's bad and we don't look at it. And I just, it wasn't a second thought. I just, I think I was just a naive young wife that was like, nope. And I just didn't think mm-hmm. twice about it. Right. And so we were in college and we lived in an apartment close to the college. You worked at the apartment complex and 
we you had come. Do you want me to tell the story? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jump in anytime, please. Like, you're not... Am I botching it a little uh, well, bit? No, I'd rather just give the background too. So yeah. There are there. I will say this: there's varying degrees of what I'll call involvement in sure. this in this addiction, mm-hmm. right? Or various degrees of addiction. So I would say that I was not deeply addicted, in that there are some guys and some you know there's some guys that have been actively addicted to pornography since they were preteen. Mm. So 12, 13, 14 years old, mm. they're, they're watching pornography or whatever. And it's, be, it's been a part of their life for longer than they can remember. There's those, there's that segment. Right. And that's, uh, that's a, that's an addiction. We'll give you some tools for that a little bit later. But I was more of, I kind of had a passing relationship with pornography in that it wasn't something that I actively sought out, but it was something that if it came across, it would be tempting. And then I would follow that temptation down, right. down the wrong path. Which could easily have been justifiable for you. To yeah. Like and say, that's, oh, it's fine. <clears throat> like, yeah. And that's the trick is you. I don't want, I don't need to bring it up to. You sugarcoat it to yourself right. and you sugarcoat it to your spouse. And, and honestly, you sugarcoat it to God and you don't call the sin truly what it is or see it for as insidious as it is. That's mm-hmm. why we spent all the last episode talking about that. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was something that I had kind of, I had been introduced to at a really young age, you know, 12, 13 years old, but it wasn't something that was more like, that's a thing, but I don't really. I'm yeah. not gonna, I know it's a sin, so I'm not going to actively seek it out. It didn't really become a problem until after we were married for me. Hmm. And what happened was I was working on a friend's computer on a school assignment, and I went to type something into the browser, and something else came up in the autocomplete for the browser, right? Because you know how it'll, it'll complete the URL for you? Mm. And I was typing a website, an innocuous website, trying to go to, you know, do research. Yeah. And I was like, what's that? And so I clicked on it, and all these videos came up, and I was, oh, and yeah. immediately I was just feeling addicted. And I found myself wanting to go back to that. And so I would, I would find other ways to kind of sneak it. And we never had internet in our apartment because I knew it was a problem. Yeah. And I was, and you and I weren't naive in that sense because we were like, I I told you, I I don't want to have internet because there's a lot to stumble on. Right. And you were very supportive in that, which is very inconvenient when you're in college trying to write papers. (laughs) You can't write in your own apartment. You have to go to somewhere else. Um, We made it happen somehow. And but you and I didn't, but it wasn't like, Selena, I have a problem. I'm addicted. I need your help. It was, right. hey, this is a big, like, kind of general thing. There's sharks in the water. Let's not go near there. Right. It wasn't like you I... You didn't have... own anything. Yeah. You just kind of were, like, setting the stage of what's happening. And Yeah. But you weren't honest, I guess. And so, I don't know if we ever had any kind of, like, if I ever confessed anything to you in the first, I'd say, four or five years of our marriage. I mean, that's we're going on 16 years married now, so that's yeah. a long time ago. But... We we moved to California and I was working. We had to have internet because I was self-employed working yeah. from my computer doing web development. And I had a good friend, Sean, who basically taught me, showed me and taught me what it meant to live a truly transparent life right. within community, within your marriage. And I really admired Sean because he had nothing to hide. Mm-hmm. Although I wasn't like actively, I won't say I was actively addicted or actively pursuing. It was constantly a temptation and constantly a temptation I was failing. At. Well, and facing by yourself. Yeah. And so it wasn't like I was actively hiding it, but like if Sean said, hey, can I borrow your computer to look something? I'm wondering like, oh, shoot, did I, you know, I'm, hmm. I'm wondering, am I going to get caught in this sin? Because he was like my pastor <laughs> and I was <laughs> like the worship friend. leader, yeah. longtime friend. Yeah. And, you know, because I was a web guy, I got pretty good at like covering my tracks and all this kind of stuff, even though it sounds... It, that's what it was. It's, yeah. it, I don't want I'm like, it sounds worse than it was. I'm like, no, actually, it's as bad as it sounds because like you're covering <laughs> your tracks. Right. And then one, at one point, I was just like, I don't remember what, what happened exactly, but it wasn't like this big catas- catastrophic thing. I just, all of a sudden, I was like, 
we need to talk about this. You need to be my accountability partner. I need you to ask me hard questions because I am losing this battle on my own. I'm talking to Selena. Mm-hmm. I'm losing this battle on my own. Mm-hmm. And what was your response? Well, I mean, I think, how did you I feel? I think I was trying to ask when it started because I don't know if we ever talked about it in college. I don't know if you, I can't remember if you told me when we lived there. It was always general. It was always like a general. Yeah. Yeah. It, but you I know, think, like every other guy, I struggle with well, it. Well, I so, just think yeah. the, the truth and the depth of what you'd been struggling with kind of probably surfaced in our time in California. And I was just kind of like, okay, didn't see this coming, right? Didn't, knew that, that you know, it's an issue for guys, but it just kind of like naive denial, right? Oh, yeah. My husband loves me. And, yeah, you know, we have he, sex he desires all the time. me. Yeah, yeah, I don't feel anything. There weren't any real triggers to me, um, kind of having me ask, like, I, I didn't have any questions. So it kind of hit me broadside, and I was, I was hurt by it, you know, just trying to, to think, how can I, like, is this my fault? And you were very, you're very like, no, this is not your fault. This is not. That's what you I know. want to say to the husbands out there is it's if even if you're feeling like maybe there's this bitterness in your marriage and that your wife isn't maybe giving you what you think mm. even sexually you're really dissatisfied 100% it's not your wife's fault okay mm. and wives wives listening to this it's not your fault all right and there's there's there is I think the porn the porn addiction as an isolated thing mm-hmm. is just a result of a distortion and of sin, right? And right. so I think there are er- areas you can improve in your sex life, and right. there's ways that you can take responsibility. But right. your husband's porn addiction is a is not your fault. And so, husbands, I want to just compel you to really uh, articulate that to your wife. Yeah, I think that was and super, vice versa. That was super helpful for me to know that, like, I had been serving you and taking care of you and in the way that I felt like was what God, how God had called me to love you. Um, mm. But it was also an eye opener to me that there's this big battle and war happening. And I'm just like, I was just not aware of it. Right. And so to become aware of it, it's like <laughs> learning to walk. You're so wobbly and you don't really know what to do, but right. the more you start understanding it, the more you start seeing how your husband has been fighting it or how they've been involved in it. Um, at least the more I felt the Holy Spirit saying to me, you need to extend grace right now. Right. Like you can be mad and you can be hurt, but you have to put a time cap on that. I would say no longer than like three days to a week uh, depending. I think there's a lot of stuff you have to hash through depending on the level of involvement, um, with pornography, but as a wife and a maker and a partaker of that covenant, I have to respond with grace and I have to respond and tell you that, okay, this hurt me a lot. And I cried to you. I remember I cried and I remember it was very hurtful. And I remember asking you questions, you know, about it, not to like, you know, rehash the crime scene, which we can define, but to help me understand exactly what this fight was looking like and how I needed to get involved. Yeah, that's good. I do want to add, I think... I like what you're saying. There needs to be kind of a a limit to your anger. And right, your, that's what I'm for, saying. And but but I, you could start. I mean, if you if your husband's very or your wife is very addicted, mm-hmm. and it's a sex addiction, which right. almost always it's going to be some right. level of sex addiction. Right. Uh, you need to. I you think what I would help. augment what you said with you can feel hurt, but you you 
you need to get help as soon as possible. Right. Like take action immediately. I think to is what I'm saying. You're not going to just feel better magically. No. But there's going to be a, a time frame where you realize, okay, I'm, I got caught on my heels. This wave just hit me. Right. Now I'm back on my toes. Now the hurt is still there, but we're going to move forward together because right. I love you. Right. And we're going to get the help that we need from our right. pastors. We're going to come out with it. We're not going to... Do not hide this. Right. Can I just say that clearly? Yeah. Do not do this alone, couple. Do right. this with others alongside you. A counselor, if you feel really shamed and you don't, maybe your church doesn't have a healthy culture where you can't go to the pastors and talk about it, get counseling help. Yeah. Pay the fees. Do it. It's worth it. From a, a God, a gospel-centered Christian counselor. Yes. Start to own it in the sense, like the sooner we own our shame, the sooner is, is when we own our salvation, right? Yeah. <laughs> and what yeah. I mean by that is that we can actually experience what God has given us in Jesus, in right. Christ, by by acknowledging that our shame is there mm-hmm. and we have freedom in Christ. That's right. where our identity is actually resting in him. If we hold on to the shame and we don't tell anyone, it's because our identity is in what these other people think, mm-hmm. not in what Jesus said or what Jesus did right. and who he is. Um, so and you're anyway. not alone in the battle. I think I think the enemy would love to make us feel isolated <clears throat> in this, yeah. to feel shame that is just overwhelming and fear. Um, but you're not. You're not alone. I would. Right. We would say what ninety percent of marriages, ninety nine percent of marriages have have faced or are dealing with uh, pornography. Right. And so it's not. It will get there. Something. Yeah. And we'll get into what it looks like to not walk alone. But right. just to wrap up our story, what? So we ended up having that conversation. Right. Uh, you were caught on your heels. We dealt with it. And then I basically gave you permission. I said you can ask me anything you want to know anytime. Mm-hmm. You can look at my phone anytime. You look at my internet history anytime, and I promise you this: I will never lie to you. I can't promise that I'll always be perfect because because mm-hmm. I'm not I'm a human being, mm-hmm. but I won't lie to you. Mm-hmm. I can at least and and then you made me another promise in return. You said I'll always love you, <laughs> basically. Mm-hmm. Like I'll still accept you, mm-hmm. and that no matter what happens, like I'm not going to abandon you, right? Emotionally or physically abandon you, right? And so that was extremely liberating for me as a husband, knowing that mm-hmm. I didn't have to fight alone. That Right. If I fell on my face, there was somebody to help me get back on my feet. Well, and it was there, I think, that we started understanding what it meant to kind of be held accountable to each other and right. how I can, as a wife, <clears throat> lovingly encourage you to mm-hmm. seek the things of God, right? And not nag you, not police you, but to, re- I, I really, God really taught me the art of yeah. extending grace and love in questions, right? Because <laughs> it can very easily come across as yeah. what were you looking at today? Or how much, how long were you on your phone? Why did, what did you, do? you know, it's, it can only come from a place of, of security with the Lord. I think, um, to be able to ask those questions with the right tone, with the right intentions right, and the right kind of expectations, I guess. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. That was kind of our, um, our journey. And, obviously you can write in and ask questions if we missed anything. So, I think it was pretty, it, it's, I, I want to say one more thing okay. because it's not one of these things that all of a sudden now as a guy, I'm just immune to this forever. Right. right. And so there's a, there's an amount of vigilance right. that we have in our marriage that's maintained the purity that, that we're called to. Yeah. And it's extremely liberating. We'll talk about kind of how to get there. Um, should we talk about how to walk away in, for, for a couple? Or do you want to talk about the wife's role and the husband's role in this conversation first? And then we can talk about how to walk in the light out of it. Yeah, I kind of feel like we needed to talk about how we can respond to each other. Okay. You know, so 
so talking about talking again, just kind of going back to the person who's been offended in most cases, it, it is the wife, not in all cases. Um, by offended mean her husband has, has looked at porn, um, is and, or is addicted to pornography and she is finding out and she is the one that is, is being hurt and offended. Mm-hmm. Um, I like what you said to just, you know, we have to have a cap. We can't live in bitterness. The Bible talks about not letting bitterness take root. Um, I mean, we just read in Colossians about getting rid of anger, malice, <laughs> you know, filthy language, all of those things. And, and I can see all of those things happening in this situation, right? Mm. We can be very angry. We can, we can start saying hurtful things Malicious to things. and about yeah. our husband and being yeah. slanderous. Um, so I think that the hardest part really is that, you know, we have to recognize that this is a real opportunity for the Holy Spirit to work in our hearts. Mm, and But good. we have to be willing. I felt like the, that that was probably the biggest message that I walked away with was that God is, 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 he was showing me clearly what I had to do. And it was like the one thing I didn't want to do <laughs> in my flesh, right? I don't want to extend grace. I don't want to be, you know, saying, I forgive you. It was like, I want to stay here and cry. I want to be angry. And I want to talk badly about you to your face and to other people because I was so hurt and frustrated. Right. And so broken in that. Mm -hmm. But God, the Holy Spirit was like, here's what you need to do. You can do it if you're willing. But if you're not, then this will still be the same answer in six months. (laughs) Like it's not going to change. And so I think that recognizing that is, is huge. I think how the wife finds out or how the offended person finds out also plays a role. It does play a role for sure. I think for us, I came to you. You did. And I was in it with a contrite sort of like, I need your help. Right. There's others where a wife will catch her husband. Yes. And that's a whole other approach of how you deal with it. Because, you know, we've walked with couples through that and, the wife is like, I don't know what to do. Like, what should I do? And, you know, talk to him. You there's have also, to talk to each other. The, we'll get into the husband's role, but there's a sense of repentance that has to be Absolutely. there for this process to unfold. Because right. there are wives that or husbands that yes. they're, they don't you know, he's addicted anything, to porn right. and he struggles with it, but he's not truly repentant. Right. And maybe she knows that he's struggling with it, but he continues to fall right. back and fall right. back. And it seems like this cycle, like he's not actually taking the steps that repentance would would require right that there's there's the words of repentance then there's actions that are repentant right there are habits and changes that have to happen that are that are indicative of a repentant heart right if your heart's not repentant your words can say right. one thing but your actions will do another and so, so funny i was just writing about that yesterday out of the abundance of the heart jesus says the mouth speaks and it's about out of out of what is filling your heart is what comes out of you and out of mm-hmm. your mouth and so if the lack of repentance is coming out that means your heart is not repentant mm. Yeah, well, I mean, I talked about your words being repentant, but your actions not being repentant. I think there's definitely a correlation between, so if it's if it's in your heart, it comes out in your words, but then it also works itself out in Absolutely. your hands yeah, yeah, yeah. and in your in how you actually act. Right. Right. So I think that that depends. So yeah. the wife's response is going to be dependent in a lot of ways on how she found out and the husband's heart orientation right. toward this. Right. Now, it's not to say they're not, you're not going to struggle. There's not going right. to be, you know, kind of relapses. Right. But if there's relapses, don't do the same thing over and over again. Right. And that's the husband. We'll talk about the husband's role in this or the well, offender's role. Right. Um, and I think this is yeah. the this is the part where we say, okay, we need to get help. And maybe that looks like starting with another godly couple that you trust and going to them and saying, we are struggling in this and we don't know what to do. And kind of laying out 
you know, how long the struggle has been going on, what kind of involvement, because again, if it's a very deep level of, of involvement that has taken years and caused a real, a deep amount of, of hurt, possibly even involved someone or something else. Um, I think that there definitely needs to be some professional help there, Mm -hmm. but if you can start with just one couple that you trust, um, I would definitely say, I wish we had that. We didn't have that. We did not have that. And I think that Sean was that to an extent. Right. But that was like five years or run down the road. Like when you were dealing with it, you didn't have anybody to talk to. I didn't have anybody to talk to in our first couple years of marriage. We just sort of were like, well, I guess we just pray about it. And there was no voice in my ear. There was no podcast at the time saying, hey, (laughs) porn is horrible. And here's how to walk out of it. It was just like, I felt in my guts that it was bad, but I didn't know anything else other than that. Right. Right. And I didn't know the God's word well enough to know what it meant to walk in the light. Right. And those sorts of things. So there's a few kind of initial steps that have to happen. Like you said, is just recognizing like this is an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to work. Um, You're talking we the have wife's to, role. Yeah. The wife's role. We have to be willing, but our, you know, we have to be willing no matter kind of what their response is. Like we're willing to come to the table. That's, that's a hard journey yeah. to even get there, especially if the offend, the one offending is not repentant and not mm. seeing that anything's wrong. Um, and it's okay to feel what you're going to feel as, as, as the wife, the person maybe who's hurt, but, um, definitely yeah. get counseling. I don't think it's wise to act on those feelings all the time. I think that we can, I told you, I think what I was feeling. I was like, this hurts me because I wanted you to know. Yeah. Well, and I needed to know that. Right. Because my heart needed to feel the weight of that. Right. And this makes me feel like you don't value me. This makes me feel like I'm not a good enough partner for you. And I just, I had to articulate those things. And I felt like God was like, you need to say these things. Not in, I wasn't screaming at you. I wasn't throwing things at you. It was very much just kind of a firm, intense conversation that was like, I need you to understand where I was mm-hmm. coming from. But um, kind of all that to say, you know, we need to extend grace and love, yeah. how the Bible says, you know, we don't, may, we may not feel it, but we need to be patient. We need to be yeah. long suffering and bear with one another in this. So bearing with our husband, bearing with the person who's who's struggling and facing it. Loving them when it's undeserved. Here's where the rubber meets the road, friends. <laughs> That's love. That's love. Yeah. That is the biblical definition of love. Um, you know, and then for us, it, it, there's other tangible steps of walking this out of, you know, we have we have conversations, weekly check-ins. Maybe it's a daily check-in. It starts like that or multiple times a day check-in and, and then we'll, it kind of yeah. goes further. But I think talking, do you want to talk about rehashing yeah. the crime scene really? No, no. I okay. think we're going to give, so we're going to talk about for couples, how to looking for ways to walk out of this okay. darkness together. Yeah. We'll do that next. I want to address the husband's role in okay. this conversation because it's really important. I think we mentioned it earlier, but you have to be honest with, with God. Mm-hmm. Truly. It's amazing to me if, how, how many men just think that God, it's like this unspoken sort of right. God needs you to, God wants you to be free of it. And that starts with repenting of it and turning from it, turning to it. him and confessing yeah. the sin to him. He's faithful yeah. and just to forgive us I our think there's sins. There's something verbally like yes. powerful about verbally confessing yes. it. Not yeah. just in our Confess minds. is a verbal action. Right. Right. It's not just in your heart and your head. It's say it. Yeah. Don't say it to, to a crowd, but say it in, you know, in your right. bedroom alone. Right. Be honest with God. Be honest with yourself. The whole last episode's about being honest with yourself about what it actually is. Right. And how har- hurtful and harmful it actually is. And then be honest with your wife. Okay. So honesty has to be there. You don't sugarcoat, don't sugarcoat it, but also don't rehash the crime scene. And that's that basically you don't have to like talk about every little detail of how and what happened. 
Um, that's not always because helpful. That, yeah, it can be more hurtful <clears throat> and damaging. The second one is, uh, so after the repentance piece all around is gear up for battle. Just know that this is not going to be something that is fixed overnight. Mm-hmm. We knew a couple who they got married. He had been dealing with pornography for, you know, the decade prior to their marriage. They got married and he thought that she would just all of a sudden fill his every sexual desire and need. And a month in, he's saying, well, I'm still addicted to porn. What the heck's happening? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're saying, well, that's because right. you're addicted to something. Right. And it's not, your wife isn't just some magic bullet to kill this addiction in you. Yeah. So gear up for a battle. Um, and what that means is get into groups, accountability. We talked about all that kind of stuff. Counseling depends on your level of addiction. Mm-hmm. But really, as you're repenting, God will be faithful to show you the next steps mm-hmm. and how to gear up for battle. Obviously, uh, replace it with God's word, right? So it's not enough just to just to get rid of the poison, but actually fill that void with something mm-hmm. better. Again, it's not going to happen overnight, but you have to re- start rewiring yeah. those neural pathways. Right. It's not just stepping out of the darkness. It's learning how to walk in mm-hmm. the light. It's good. Good. Um, tangibly speaking, so you're having this conversation. Now you're actually moving forward, knowing your triggers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked with the Straubs a while back and how we mm-hmm. make emotionally poor decisions. Uh, emotional intimacy, I think, is what we talked about. But mm-hmm. we make emotionally poor decisions when we're hungry, angry, lonely, tired, or bored. Mm. So bad things always happen in dark places. <laughs> right? Anytime yeah. I've ever failed in this area, it's been because I've either been, I've been alone yeah. Or I've been, this, it's always alone, right? Yeah. You're always yeah. in the dark and you're always alone. Right. It's at night or you're tired or you're just, you're angry, you're frustrated, or you're bitter about your wife and how she didn't, you know, she maybe was too tired to be intimate tonight. So, you know, whatever, I don't need her. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's that bitterness, that anger, right? So you make bad decisions in those moments So know those triggers mm-hmm. and talk to your, talk to your spouse about those, Right. Um, and then finally, uh, this is extremely helpful, but consider what I would just consider a purge of all things, mm, screens of all screens, right? So as much as you can. So, uh, TV, the internet, right. I, there's sites that I think are pretty much good and they're funny. Like I, I look at memes on these different websites, but you know what, for the one in 20 times when something yeah. suggestive would pop up, I just said, yeah, that's not worth it. Hmm. And I can tell you that, man, it's so much easier not to feel tempted if you're not putting it in front of your own face. Right. <laughs> so, right. Um, so consider a purge. Video games are extremely suggestive. Yeah. I'm telling husbands, you know, this, you know, this, I don't even play video games, <laughs> but I've seen the ads. I've seen, I've seen all of the trailer videos, not all of them, but I've seen some enough <laughs> to know right. that when there's a, a woman in the video game, she's probably not going to be right. the most, uh, it's not like like what's her name in Mario Kart or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not Princess Peach in Mario Kart. She's not going to be the most uh, you know she's conservative. Be conservative. Being. Thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, she's going to be sexual, a yeah. sexual being. Yeah. Then it's going to not going to help your temptation in this area. So consider a purge, and then finally step out of the darkness into the light. And that's that's what we're talking about here. So what does the conversation actually look like? How can a couple listening to this? I'm asking you, Selena. How can a couple listening to this start this path? If, if a wife or a husband is saying, man, they're looking at this, this huge mountain and they're at the trailhead, they're saying, I don't think I have the strength to climb that mountain. Yeah. What do they do? I, I definitely think, like we said, get, get people involved. Don't do this alone. Well, have alone. a conversation with each other first. Well, yeah. I thought you said that already happened. Sorry. Oh, sorry. You're not being very clear. <clears throat> I'm assuming directions. that individuals are listening to this. So if you haven't had the conversation okay, yet. Okay. If you haven't had the conversation yet, especially if you're newlyweds, yeah. have the conversation. Bring up. Even if we you need to set aside some talked time. Talked about it at all. Yes. Yeah. And talk about pornography because you need to talk about it. 
um, if you have not talked about it already. Have the conversation. Here's an analogy. You're so funny. You're if like, you're, here, go talk if about you're living, <laughs> If you're living in a war zone and there's bombs being dropped in your driveway, yes. you're not going to ignore those bombs. Right. You're going to talk about them. I'm telling you, you're in a war zone and yeah. there are bombs being dropped on your porch yes. daily. Yes. All right, You need to talk about this war, this battle that is being waged in the world and in your hearts and in your, your home. Yes. And don't feel like it's an odd conversation because it's not. It's, don't it's, be like me. That was like, what? <laughs> I mean, if, if, the Ebola, if the Ebola virus made its way to the United States, you'd talk about it. Right, right. You'd say, how can we avoid this? Right. So this is, this is just as bad. Have the conversation if you have not begun that conversation. Involve help to the, to the level that is needed um, and necessary. Uh, first of all, maybe that's talking to, again, trusted, godly mentors or Christian couples in your life that you know um, have a strong marriage and that really are Bible-believing people and can point you saying, hey, I think we probably need to get you into some counseling. Um, mm -hmm. Let's start Let's start this journey together. Get people you can that can be on your team. Um, and then, oh gosh, I feel like there's a so note, much to a go. Note, yeah. <clears throat> a note on that yeah. is you might be listening to this saying, I don't have those friends. Right. And... Listen to the Holy Spirit. Ask God yeah. to help Bring reveal those, those people. people. Yeah. And watch as you step out in faith, as he deepens your faith and your intimacy with him. But he also deepens your friend's faith. Yeah. Because any guy that I've ever breached this conversation with, mm -hmm. they've reciprocated. Yeah. And I've said, hey, man, I've been struggling with this. How can you pray for me? Or right. can, you know, my wife and I were talking about this and I just need as much as much brotherhood as I can get. Yeah. Can you pray for me? It's a constant battle. He'll say, oh, man, me too. Yeah. Let's pray for each other. All right. Well, how can we hold you accountable? Like when's what, and you can get into what, yeah. what's the hardest part for you? What's the yeah. most triggering thing for you? Oh man, it always happens when I travel for work. Right. All right. When you travel for work, you're going to call me yeah. when you arrive to the hotel and I'm going to ask you hard questions when you leave. Yeah. And so there's, there's ways to kind of get those relationships in place. Right. And I think that once you've had a conversation and get those relationships in place, <coughs> um, if it hasn't happened already, you know, you guys need to talk about repentance and forgiveness and how to rebuild trust. And that, again, that could be a shorter mm. amount of time or, or it could be years. It just depends on the situation. But obviously reconciliation is, is God's, design and goal and repentance yeah. and forgiveness are like stones in that path all the mm -hmm. way. <laughs> um, and it, it takes intentionality. We've got, it takes a lot of grace um, to ask in love, like we talked mm. about, not policing our spouse, um, but to really understand that they are, they are fighting. So mm -hmm. if they're fighting, we are fighting. We are, we are one. Mm -hmm. um, and what that means is that I need to come alongside my husband or my spouse if I'm a, a husband, my wife, you know, come along my spouse, side my spouse, and we are going to fight this together. And they need, we need to know that we're in it together. I think that's some big reassurance that has to happen. That was a game changer for me as a man, knowing that you know me mm. deeply in this dark area and you still love me, but you also will always love me and you're fighting for me. And that right. was a huge game changer for me. And that I, if I were gone, like I traveled a lot more back then. You did. And yeah, I remember being did. gone for we didn't, a, we didn't have kids. a week at a time. And I was just saying, hey, I'm just going to, you just asked me the hard questions. Yeah. I said, hey, I'm going to New York. I'll be there. I'm staying right. there. And as a wife, you're just aware of those things. Whenever a trip comes up, it's like first, first mm -hmm. thing on the list, you know, yep. next to packing, it's like check in with your husband. Like yeah. it's, it's almost, it sounds, I don't want to make light of it, but it's almost like, hey, did you take your pills today? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, it's did you take your vitamins? Of, yeah. Did you do, yeah, did you do Yeah, pills is maybe a little more geriatric yes. than I was going for. <laughs> 
Um, but <laughs> if you take, yeah, it's it's just a, a daily check in. It's putting yeah. up those you know offensive marks, like putting those boundaries up, knowing where we stand, being clear, lights on, windows and doors open, for all that longest, kind of living. For the longest time, you you only asked me when we were when we were about to be intimate, <laughs> and so I always knew. I knew you were going to ask me because that's when it was top of your mind. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Something happens when you're naked laying in bed. <laughs> Just you feel full of questions. <laughs> and so, guys, if you made the promise to your wife that you're never going to lie to her and you mm-hmm. actually live that out, there's a huge cost to falling on your face in this because yeah. you're going to be trying to get get fresh with your wife and she's going to ask you the question <laughs> and you're going to kill the mood. And obviously and the not, sin that's involved is, yes, is horrible. Yes. And so... Again, there's grace yeah. in all this. Jesus' grace covers it. He knew you were going to sin the day mm-hmm. the day you were born. He knew every sin you were going to yeah. commit. His blood killed it. His blood has satisfied, mm-hmm. you know, the need for uh, yeah. atonement for all those sins. So there's grace there, but there's also this sense of um, working out your salvation right. with fear and trembling right. and the sanctification. You're saved, but you're al- there's also this sanctification that happens. So, right, right. And I think um, it's important to, yeah, understand that, Sin, sin is the power of sin has died at the mm. cross, but sometimes we feel like it comes back to life and we need to put it at the cross again, 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 again. Yes. And that's okay. Like at some point it will be gone. Maybe that is not the side of heaven, but it will be. And God is good to sanctify us, to give mm. himself glory, to, to work it out for our good. Um, and we can trust that. And I think how he works yeah. that out is often through each other, through our community. Yeah. Um, again, we talk about gospel-centered community and ha- cultivating transparency and not just sharing. Like, I have wives yeah. that we can ask each other hard questions. You have husbands yeah. that you can talk to and be transparent with and be known through and by. And, um, so, that's so, so good. I want to talk. I want to do two things. I know, because we're running out of time. Out of time. You mentioned the whole, like, death, uh, sin died at the cross. Mm-hmm. The power of sin died at the cross, uh, is what you said. Mm-hmm. I love that. And the, it reminded me of what Tim Keller said. He said, the thing about being a living sacrifice is that you keep wanting to crawl off the altar. <laughs> that doesn't make sense, does it? Yeah, we're called to be living sacrifices. Oh, right. Okay. And you keep wanting to stop being a sacrifice. You keep wanting to stop giving Right. It's giving our desires your that really give that sin power. Yeah. yeah. You want to not give your flesh over right. to, to the things of God. You okay. want to hold on to your... See, I thought about that quote, but then I was like, I don't, this makes sense no, in my head. And so it's a constant, that's, that's, he, I love when Tim Keller says that kind of yeah. stuff because I'm like, okay, great. Tim Keller understands. <laughs> I'm okay. Thank God somebody <laughs> understands. So two other things I want to do real fast is I want to talk about hashing out the, hashing out the crime scene. Cause I feel like that's helpful people for people hear and that people and understand then, yes, it. Yes. We need to clearly define it. And um, we want to talk about the joy of a porn free marriage. Cause and, and there's hope because we've talked to couples who yes. have made it through. Yes. And so we want to give you some of that joy and hope in that. So what does it mean to hash out a crime scene? We have about two minutes to cover this. So um, I think it's being having a conversation that's very familiar. You and I have, I mean, our basic conversation is, hey, have you struggled or looked at anything this week or today or whatever? And you say yes or no. And if it's yes, I say, okay, did it lead to anything? And to be clear, did it lead to you? to masturbation is that what it led to yeah um and you say yes or no and you say you tell me like okay i I bounced and i i wanted to share this with you or i you come to me sharing this with me and um rehashing the crime scene is not okay you know this is the what does a bounce mean sorry sorry bouncing your eyes so you're bouncing away from the image so you're sharing your victories and your failures and I, I, i will say this the victories are a lot more common the more you go through this Right. right so this has become 
almost just, a non-conversation for us. Right, right. And there's always a sense of you're always vigilant in it, but that's what you mean by hashing out crime scenes. Right. So it's not so much the content, and that's what I want to be clear on, yeah. because a husband, if a wife is, it's hurting, right? right? A wife is hurt. Yeah. And so she wants to know, well, if that's, if I'm not good enough for you, what's good enough for you? Tell me. Right. What, what? What kind of and scenes were you looking at? Right. And what kind of pornography productive. were you looking at? And the husband starts to feel just this sense of being like just gutted. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I you don't need to go to that level of detail. That level of detail is appropriate in like a sex addiction type that's of what counseling I was say. context. Like if you're in, yeah. that, those are questions for a counselor and somebody of professional status to be asking because their agenda is not one of hurt and pain and, yes. you know, to, to just... Yeah. Recon- not reconcile, but just to yeah, gut their spouse. It's really to find healing and to understand the depth of the problem. So. Because really what you're seeking in that moment yeah. as the offended is you're seeking some sort of satisfaction. Like right. at some point I'm going to feel like right. I understand it and you won't understand it outside no. of knowing it is sin. Right. And outside of knowing that it is, it was just a sin that was committed against mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And now you need the grace of God and you need help from, from a professional. So, right. okay. So there's joy on the other side of this. Right. And no matter where you fall on the spectrum, you know, you, 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 haven't had the conversation, you're going to have the conversation, bombs have been dropped, you don't know what to do, or you've you've overcome this area and now you're just kind of on the vigilant bandwagon, right? right. You're just kind of putting in those, those boundaries. There's joy to be had and there's joy to be understood. There's freedom to be had on this, on the other side of this. There is thriving in your unity through intimacy that happens. Mm-hmm. It's not dull. It's not dull to have sex with the same person every time. Nope, it gets better and better. It gets, yeah. It's like wine, it gets better with time. And your unity grows in ways that maybe you haven't experienced. Um, and it, it trust begins to run deep. And it allows for other areas to grow, like our, your friendship. Um, I think when couples aren't connecting, it's hard for them to laugh together. It's hard yeah. for them to enjoy each other's company. Um, when you're divided sexually and, and in your intimacy. Um, so whenever I see a couple that, you know, is <laughs> can't laugh together, it seems like they're just not really able to kind of look at each other even, mm-hmm. um, that those are kind of, my heart goes out because I'm like, what is the struggle here? In our culture specifically, yes. laughter is so indicative of a healthy friendship. Yeah. yeah. It just is. Yeah. And even if you're not laughing people, like you will laugh together if you're friends. Yeah. Uh, and so that's why I think that's a good kind well, and of... there's just when I say there's that trust runs deep and allows for other areas to grow, I think there's places in our marriage these blind spots we don't see because of the brokenness of sin mm-hmm. that has happened but when when we are restored, when God does bring healing and reconciliation, it's like the light just causes everything to grow right the, the Ooh, yeah. it's like the sun it's just the sun brings life, and as does the rain <laughs> <laughs> um but the I think that's the one thing that we have to, that's the area we have to really trust God in is that even though we don't see all the growth and we aren't experiencing it, maybe initially, like when we want to, we will. And Mm. it's going to be more than we expected. And it's going to be deeper than we could have ever understood because God's design is his ways are higher and his design for marriage is is so much deeper. Mm. And the idea of covenant is, is this is why it's created, right? Mm-hmm. So that we can build trust, that we can be unified, we can have freedom and experience the joy um, of intimacy. So good. I love hearing you talk. You're smart. So <laughs> some tangible tools, right? You guys, there's a lot of good tools on this stuff. Um, you be know, careful about that search, though. Be careful about how you're searching for this stuff. Uh, some really clear ones that I want to be, um, that I want to put out there. Pure Desire, I've yeah. heard great things about. Um, there's, there's a website called marriagehelp.org. Mm-hmm. Go to 
That's a different one. That's for like affair recovery and trauma recovery in your marriage, reconciling your marriage. There's groups all over the country. Mm-hmm. PureDesire.org is is about sex addiction recovery, and I've heard nothing but good, powerful things, and also really difficult things, but all in the name of this process, all in the name of being rid of this yeah. of this addiction. And so, yep. we've seen people get through this yeah. in different varying levels. It is possible to have healing. Yes. Wherever you're at, I want you to know that God is bigger. Yeah. Jesus is stronger. His blood is more potent than your addiction. His blood covers it all and can and can give you healing. We just right. have to trust and walk alongside him yeah. in the light. Yeah. Trust the Holy Spirit to do what he's going to do. Be patient. Yes. Time and pressure. <laughs> just huh. give it time and keep applying yourself to it. Yeah. Give it time. Let it happen. Give it years. I'm not. It's not a weeks or months thing. It's yeah. a years thing. And trust that it's worth it. Yeah. And I think that's the what we want to end you with. Um, and any other tangible tools? There's all kinds of filters and things. Yeah, we can put some more links in the show notes, I oh, think. Oh, we can, can we? <laughs> you, How about you do you that? You can. <laughs> I got um, kids to raise and babies to make, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right in. If you have any um, resources, go to fiercemarriage.com slash podcast and yeah. do it on the ask form there. We'll get that. And maybe we'll compile a list of like Definitely. of porn um, addiction resources and how to get out of this and experience right. freedom in these areas. Right. So um, there's a lot of husbands and wives who are listening to this who have had freedom. So if that's you, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. So absolutely okay well i i think i'm gonna pray um i like to keep these episodes under an hour so we're almost there (laughs) there you go lord uh i thank you for your grace Mm. over the the people listening to this thank you for the grace your grace over us Mm -hmm. god i thank you that your light is brighter and it shines and penetrates every area of darkness in our lives and jesus i thank you that your um communion with you is better than any sort of communion we could have outside mm-hmm. of you or with with sin or any sort of addiction. I pray that you would, Holy Spirit, continue to work in our hearts, change mm-hmm. our hearts, change our beliefs, change our behaviors, help us to understand that you are better, that you are, have given us everything we need for life and godliness. Mm-hmm. Lord, we have that in you. So I pray for the couples dealing, dealing with this. You'd give them healing in this area. You'd give mm-hmm. them joy and hope in the process and joy and hope in you, Christ. So, Lord, we thank, we thank you and pray all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. A quick reminder, patreon.com slash fierce marriage. If this has helped you, um, we'd love to partner with you. There's also a little thing at the end, so maybe I shouldn't have said that. But, <laughs> all right, guys. This episode is... In the can, right under an hour. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. We will see you in about seven days. And until then... Stay fierce. <laughs>